Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for a post-game, a winning post-game edition of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. Miley Heisman coming at you live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Joined with me is my co-host out in Boise, Idaho. Dustin, how you feeling after a Browns win? I took a big sigh of relief, like you probably did at the end of that football game, just saying the clock needs to tick or something needs to happen because everything was going the wrong way in the last eight minutes of that football game. But as they say, this isn't college football. A W is a W. You move on. You've got the win against the Ravens. You split with them. I think we all thought that was probably more of a case. We probably split with these guys. Ended up happening. But man, oh man, what a game. Talk about a seesaw emotional game. Like, oh. Well, a win is a win. I'm happy about it. And I don't want anything that I'm about to say you know, make anybody think otherwise. I'm very happy that the Browns came away with win. We're still, are you drinking milk? What was that? Coffee. It's okay. coffee. Uh, coffee. It was the color of my hair, Dustin. Okay. Allie, do you not know my coffee order at this point in life? Oh, I don't drink black coffee. It's I got oh, all the good God, Dustin, get it together. It's do you drink black Monday. coffee? You drink, black, you drink coffee? black coffee? Huh? Drink black coffee. I don't drink black coffee. I don't. If it doesn't have something in well, it. Well, listen, it's been a good run, but uh, I'm going to kick you <laughs> off. No, I'm just kidding. But anything that I'm about to say, I don't want it to be misconstrued that I'm not happy that the Browns won. But I definitely felt dirty coming out of that game. Um, the Browns were just basically towards the end of that saying, here you go, Ravens, take this win from us. This is the game for you. I, I, totally unacceptable. Um, however, you get the win. The series of events that took place in the second half was I'm going to use the word unacceptable. You can't have that if you're a winning playoff team. It's just not the way it's going to go, um, especially coming out of a bye week. However, I will say the first half looked very promising. Uh, but Dustin, we're going to get into the full breakdown here. This this postgame show is brought to you by Cleveland Ketchup. I had some for lunch, the garlic and dill. It's fantastic. Head on over to Cleveland Ketchup and make sure you have that in your pantry this season. But Dustin, give me your kind of raw thoughts on, on this game. Because like I said, I came home, had to take a shower, didn't feel good about it. Thought well, it, and I'm happy now, but I'm I'm ugh, something's off. Well, it just felt like AFC North football, just yeah. a, 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 just a punch, punchy game back and forth. We were at a very punchy game in October at the end against Pittsburgh. Very punchy game. We didn't come out on the outside of that one last week, two weeks ago when we played. You know, last time we played the Ravens it was a very punchy game, low scoring. I don't know. Like at the end of the day. You know, Baker said it in his press conference, his post game. We went in too much to a conservative mode in the second half, and he kind of just put it out there. Like, and I, and again, I'm okay with my quarterback saying, "Hey, we could have been more aggressive in the second half." Again, he can't call the plays, right? He's just the quarterback, right? He can audible, but um, I just felt like we just kind of went into that conservative mode in the second half, and I didn't, I didn't it like be a trend, doesn't it? We, I just didn't like it. Like, here's the thing. I'm okay going into the prevent. I wouldn't even call it the prevent, but the conservative mode. If if your running game is working and 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 they aren't stopping the run today, the Ravens were stopping the run. So this year you were going to have to pass in the second half and keep the momentum going. They had kind of Nick Chubb and those guys kind of kept you know in check today. So you have to be aggressive in the second half. That's my. All right. Take. Here's the thing. And to any of of the NFL defensive coordinators that are listening to this podcast, which I'm sure there's. 31 of them right now. Um, <laughs> if you want to beat the Cleveland Browns, this is how you do it. You put, you put nine guys in the box, you stop the run and you make 
Baker Mayfield throw the ball to his receivers. Now, the Browns did it today. The Browns did it today. However, they took their foot off the gas. The run game, the, the Ravens, giving credit where it's due, they can stop the run. Just point blank. That's yes. what they're good at. They, they've, yes. they've always been good at that. Um, Nick Chubb went uh, 17 for 50, 59 yards. Yernis had a pretty good game with four for 22. And then uh, Kareem Hunt did go out early. We didn't see him come back in. Uh, but I, I'm comfortable saying the, the Browns offense – did not win you this game. They did you no favors really in winning this game. This was a, a really shout out performance to the Cleveland Browns defense. Um, yep. Looked pretty darn good. That was a, a championship defense past couple of weeks. Um, they are getting all the credit from me on on their performance and and you know holding out a, a W because I think I, I'd be interested in going back like let's just say the last five or six games and seeing how many points the Browns have have scored in the in the second half of those football games. Cause I, I, I'd be willing to bet it's not a high number. Oh no. It's um, they have no problem starting fast. It's just, they don't finish fast, right? They don't kind of, it doesn't now teams make adjustments at halftime. That's what good football teams do. But at the end of the day, it just, I kind of wish they would have kept playing the same game plan they did in the first and second quarter, because that was creating points. Right. Um, I don't know. It was very interesting. Um, there were some great plays in this game, Allie. Um, the JoJo Natson. Uh, I mean, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Yeah. I want to talk I'm about that really... segment, but real quick, our friend Linda here in the comments says offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. And I find that to be completely true. All right, Dustin, let's just get into it real quick here uh, on the offensive side of the ball brought to you by our good friend, Katie Klanowski out of Keller Williams. Um, as I mentioned, offense was okay in the first half, mm -hmm. really kind of took their foot off the, the gas there in the second. And that's maybe probably not a shot at the offensive side of the football, which is maybe more towards play calling and execution. Baker went 22 of 32, two touchdowns and an interception. Chubb 17 for 59. Dearness four for 22. Jarvis five for 41 and a touchdown. Austin Hooper um, after that first play drop, which kind of was very disheartening. Uh, he then went on to go five for 30 with a touchdown and DPJ five for 90. Big game out of, out of Donovan Peoples-Jones couple freak catches which he's very very good at um mm -hmm. Dustin kind of what did you see from the offense what were your your thoughts now I'll say just first half electric looked great um Baker had it going but then once you take that that foot off the gas you lose momentum momentum's huge uh but give me your thoughts well and that was Jarvis's first touchdown of the year correct if, if I'm mistaken I think that was his first touchdown which kind of blew me away uh, that, that was sure his first case, but okay yeah I mean just it seemed like they got back to the way the Browns played the first half of the season a little bit, right? They went out, passed, did some runs. If the team's going to stop you, well, then we're going to have to do this. A DPJ, like you said, he had a great game. Um, it just seemed like the momentum and the offense was clicking again, right? You felt that in that first half, like, oh, maybe we've got it together now, right? We've been clunky the last several weeks. Um, the offense, I, I will say this for the offense, I, I don't know what words were said on that sideline after Baker went into the tent, came back out of the tent. He looked very frustrated. Um, I was under the impression he did clear concussion protocol. Yeah, uh, that's obviously why he went back in. Yeah, but I mean, the fact, I'm just saying that guy, boy, I mean, I mean, he was out there to win that football game today. And I will say things like running for a first down, doing a back sneak to get the first down all these critics of Baker Mayfield, just watch what happened today, right? He put it all on the line, in my opinion. Like when I look at quarterbacks, a guy that's going to fight with me and drag me to the finish line. I saw that from my quarterback today. 
And I can appreciate that in the quarterback. I guess that was kind of my takeaway on the offense today, especially from Baker. Yeah, I think Baker had a, a pretty good game. I, I think really coming out of the bye week, I, I especially in the first half, I was I was pretty happy with it. Um, there was a Miles Garrett quote that came out about how he was not really impressed with uh, the focus level of the Browns coming out of the bye week. Part of that could have been bluff, right? Like he obviously is not going to go talk to the media and take shots if he just for the sake of taking shots. Um, sure. He's the leader of this team. You know, he's probably doing that for a reason or to get people fired up on the defensive side of the ball or, or what have you. Um, but I thought coming out of it offensively, Dustin, I agree. Baker looked pretty tough. Um, you know, I, I, you want to root for him. He's got a, all the the not the intangible traits that you want in your quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but the execution in the second half just unfortunately wasn't there. Uh, what did you think of um, James Hudson in this game? Uh, pro football focus, I think, graded him great today. Yeah. 26 pushes towards him, no sacks. Um, like he had like a, I mean, for a rookie, whew, nice game. 35 pass blocking snaps, two QB pressures allowed, zero sacks. for the Yeah, rookie. I mean, I mean, what else can you ask from your rookie offensive lineman in a football game, right? Um, I think he's solidified himself a spot on the Cleveland Browns uh, for the future, for sure. Um, no, again, if you noticed, Allie, from previous weeks, Baker had time to throw today. Like, he had a little more time. But I don't know if you noticed this, Allie. He also got a, the ball out quicker today. I saw that ball coming out a lot quicker than in the past where he didn't sit there and kind of think about it back there he was kind of ripping it today and I think that is to Baker's strength and to the offense's strength just if you if you've got the instinct get Baker's gonna have a pick here and there right it's gonna happen it's gonna happen rip it kind of quarterback but man when he does that your wide receivers get open like DPJ and some of those other guys today I'm okay with that I you was know. fine with the interception, actually. I saw Brown's Twitter was kind of exploding when he threw that interception, <laughs> but I really didn't mind it because cornerbacks are going to throw interceptions. Um, yes. And I'm also of the belief that, not, not in this case specifically, but wide receivers should be held accountable in terms of the interception stat. It does not show for receivers an interception is the quarterback stat. Um, so it's going to happen. Uh, right. It was in an inopportune time, of course. It's never in a good time to throw an interception. But, you know, I think there could have been worst things that happened there uh, yes. we came back we we gathered ourselves however I will say you know speaking just from experience of watching this Browns team before is when Baker comes out and throws a an interception oftentimes things shut down pretty quickly you can just feel right. the the life being sucked out of them or the, um, or the momentum yeah, yeah or the momentum shifts today. now the yes. momentum did shift of course we saw that and that's going to happen this is a good Ravens team um Again, unacceptable to to not score really in the second half. Yeah. Uh, but overall, Dustin, now that I'm coming down from it, I feel a little bit better. Um, but I still just think they've got a lot to figure out if they want to be a playoff football team. Well, here's the thing: I think the defense has figured it out. I think the office is the offense is still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. But this defense, the last several weeks, they're going to keep us in football games, and I don't even say it. They're going to keep us in football games, including the Packers games, if they keep playing like this, right? I totally I mean, agree. I completely agree. I mean, this defense is playing at a high level, and maybe that's why Miles Garrett made a comment like that, to rally the defense and just get your head on it, you know. But, no, I think this offense is going to just have to continually get fixed. Hopefully uh, we can get that even going better against the Raiders next week and get back to the run game. Um, but, Allie, if these scores finish out today, 
everything's wide open in the AFC North and the wild card picture at this point. Wide ass open. <laughs> uh, over the defensive side of the ball brought to you by Angelo's Pizza out in Lakewood. Head on over to Angelo's for the best pizza in the land. Dustin, give me your thoughts on how the defense performed today. Allie, the defense was, that was my fault. That I so much enjoyed. I mean, I love defense, but hence now, you know, wearing the Miles Garrett jersey tonight. I don't know if you I, see it, but I am too. It's an old Miles Garrett jersey. I, it's yeah. massive on me. Uh, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I'm wearing it. Um, but here's the, I mean, I mean, from the Miles Garrett, you know, strip to the touchdown to McKinley to Ward to JOK today. I mean, this whole unit yeah. as a whole just was all out today, man. Like this is this is the kind of defense we thought we could have, right? Um, several weeks ago when we had all these players signed and all that. But man, this defense, this is what you want in December in football, right? You want these guys going after these guys in the AFC North. Alan, I was just happy as it could be today watching the defense. I mean, I was just overjoyed watching what the defense was doing to this Ravens team. It, it was almost like deja vu two weeks ago, except we got a W instead of a loss. I agree with that. I do. I think they're playing lights out. It, it's a championship level defense. Now, I still think that there's some, you, you, you probably want another linebacker in there. You, I will say this today. We, we definitely missed Anthony Walker and Greg Newsom. They were, they were absolutely missed today. Right. Um, however, the defense, it looks really good. I still think yeah. that there may be a few pieces away from being elite, um, but they're very, very good right now. Uh, they held Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he went out early. I uh, went four for right. four in that, in that first quarter. Uh, he goes out all the best to, to Lamar. Hopefully, he can come back strong. You hate to see that. Um, definitely don't want to see that in, in a rival. Just well right. wishes to Lamar Jackson. But then uh, Tyler Huntley comes in, goes 27 of 38 for 270 and a touchdown. Some other key contributors for the Baltimore uh, receiving team, Mark Andrews, their biggest threat, uh, 11, 415 and a touchdown. Rashad Bateman had some really good plays, seven of seven for 103, um, averaging 14.7 a catch. Marquise Brown, five for 41. Devin DuVernay, uh, two for 14. Um, really, I, I, you know, Dustin, I, I, I was very impressed with them. I think that they held – uh, Devontae Freeman, Freeman and, and DuVernay kind of in check in the run game. Um, now, I will say, Huntley, he can scramble. There was one play where he just juked everybody out, everybody and their brother out of their it, shoes. It looked like it was like, I, I don't know, it just looked like somebody was playing Twister out there because nobody could tackle him. He, he looked like he zigzagged five times for like 20 yards. It was insane to me. But. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think that they also got conservative. Uh, especially in the fourth, kind of went into that prevent mode, and I I despise that 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 third or fourth down uh, down the seam to to Mark Andrews is unacceptable. Um, yeah. The fact that they that was the first read. Tyler Huntley snaps the ball within point two seconds. He's got it to Mark Andrews for like fifteen yards and a first down. You know yeah. you, you cannot have that when you have the best kicker in the game. Yep. In Justin Tucker, uh, you know, when we'll talk about this too, Dustin, when um, the onside kick, when that happened, as soon as that happened, I said, we're done. We're done. This is it because they have Justin well, Tucker. He can make it from 70. And I'm honest <laughs> to God surprised Dustin, that on that fourth down and they went for it. They had a better shot 
of having Justin Tucker kick it from 70 plus than they did Tyler Huntley throwing for 15. Well, here, here's my thought on that. I think why they went for it on fourth and six there, people, you know, remember he kicked that 67, 66 yard field goal. It was in the dome. It looked windy in Cleveland. You're right. And, and I will say he's great, but at some point wind and natural elements come into play. And by the way, if you miss that kick, the game is over, right? Like it is over, over, right? Right. Right. At least six yards isn't that much to get right in the big scheme of things. Six yards is slant pass and it's first down. Yes. Oh, and by the way, now maybe you are getting in Tucker field goal range, but I think they had to go for it on fourth because the wind was swirling there. The announcers were saying, you know, 15, 20, 25 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be dicey even for the best kicker in football. That's, you know. From- no, I, I totally get it, but I'm just yeah. saying given, given their track record, given I- our luck, given our luck. it would. Yeah, I, I know. I was, I was, I was surprised on that one. Um, yeah. however, Tyler Huntley put the ball on the ground twice, um, did not recover either of them. He lost both of those, uh, kind of a, a scary, scary situation for us with Demetri Felton muffing a couple, couple of punts and kicks there had me sweating just a little bit, but Dustin, anything <sighs> that we're missing here defensively that you want to cover before we turn it over? Uh, no, just again, Denzel Ward showing up big in a football game again at this end of the game, showing up huge. Um, just like he did a few, I mean, Miles Garrett, just, there were so many as if I, if I'm Kevin Stefanski and I'm, and I'm, I'm in that locker room, it's real difficult who you pick on the defense to give the ball, you know, any particular player, maybe the game ball goes to the entire defense. I don't know. There was so many wow moments on the defense today that I just said, man, these guys are just humming to a different beat right now. Yeah, No, you're absolutely right. And uh, for the record, the reason that we did not bring up Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett yet is because I have a special place in this show specifically for their play today. Um, so maybe I should have said that. But one thing I do want to just bring to the attention real quick um, is their third down efficiency for the Ravens. They went one of 12 on third down, which is awesome. However, here's the kicker. They went three for four on fourth down. Okay. So, right. you know, it's, it's, couple of weeks ago when we before we played them a couple of weeks ago we did the the stat and I said they're like 30 some percent I don't remember the exact statistic right they're like 30 percent on third down efficiency but when it comes to fourth down they're like 67 percent because they're trailing most of the time um again that that came into play here today they they trail but they are a comeback team I don't know how they do it but they do it so I just want to highlight that real real quick about that you know we talk about the Ravens making a comeback this week. That's been their MO all season, right? Yep. They've been down by 10 and 14 and 12. I mean, that's what they do as a football team. They're resilient. So, yeah. Find that, actually. You know, try to put a – we were just able to not have them come back on this game, fortunately. Yeah. Um, uh, they were – gosh, I had the stat somewhere. Um, I'm going to look for it. Um, but anyways – just some other notes here. Um, the, the Ravens ran 69 total plays to our Browns 61 total yards for the Ravens 389, us 290. Um, wow. Yards per play for them 5.6, us 4.8. You know, Dustin, it's, you're looking at this and you're thinking, how do we win this game? Yeah, you look at the state. Well, it's defense. That's exactly how we won the football game. You're you're not- exactly right. The Browns, right. the Browns created turnovers today and and I think this- they were penalized 10 for 125 yes, yards to our four for 42. 
Well, oh. I, think, I think there's an astounding stat, like 90-some percent, if you lose a turnover battle, you lose the football game. So turnovers were so key in this football game and just giving the Browns extra opportunities on offense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they had the ball for time of possession, 26 uh, minutes and 10 seconds in this football game to hour 33 and 50 seconds. So, you know, we mentioned that Dustin is a, a typical key to a victory is you got to maintain possession. You've got to, you know, keep the ball out of, out of their hands. Um, yep. However, on that note, you have to score. Our friend Eric Metcalf said that perfectly. If you, you can keep it out of their hands all day, but you got to do something with it. And that's, that's kind yep. of uh, what we, what we've seen the second half of many, many games this season. Um, Dustin, let's turn it over to the special teams. Brought to you by our friends over at Rough Around the Edges. Uh, big time special teams game here. Uh, you know, Chase missed a big one. A big one. That one I thought was going to come back to haunt us. Uh, Dustin Colquitt for a big, big game coming in. But uh, How about Dust, Dustin Colquitt pulling Dustin it off? Colquitt, man. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, why didn't you take it over real quick on JoJo Nets? And you brought him up earlier. Man, I mean, I didn't even know this was a thing, Allie, until they kind of explained it. But so smart of JoJo Natson to let that ball get down there and just let it keep rolling and then put his foot outside and hit basically with his foot out there and the ball in hand makes it go out of bounds. And I'm like, we get the ball at the 40. Like how brilliant of a play was that on JoJo Natson's part? I mean, I'm like, that. I mean, that guy needs a raise after that. I mean, like that, I mean, that changed the game at that point. Like, I don't know if this is bold or not, but I think, with, without any shadow of a doubt, he should be responsible for returns the remainder of this season. Hmm. That's that's well, a not only does he have the wherewithal, right? Like he's like obviously right. very smart, but he's got a lot of explosion too. He's very very fast. Right. I feel good when he's back there. Um, yeah. I did so. I was um, sitting in a bar across the street with my mom watching this game. Now they didn't have the sound on, so because there was a bunch of games going on. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, and they didn't ha even have the captions on. And I, I have no idea what's going on. I didn't even know this was a rule. And my mom and I are sitting there like, what, what is happening? What is happening? So I did some digging and I found the rule out. I understood it. Um, but in the moment, I'm like, I have, I don't know. I have no idea what this is. I did not know that. Now, Let's... the last time this happened was two years ago. The Green Bay Packers did this. Um, I went back and I watched it. It's just an incredibly, incredibly smart play and, and props to him, but props uh, to, to Prefer as well for being able to get, you know, just put these guys in a position to succeed and, and just knowing the ins and outs of this game to, to put them in that position. Uh, but how about Dustin Colquitt, man? He comes in a couple days ago. I mean, friend of, uh, or excuse me, brother of, of Cleveland Browns friend, Britton Colquitt, former yep. punter. Played great. Nearly 40 years old, punting the heck out of the ball today and putting it in great spots. Great spots. Yeah, looked great. Now, I was, I told my mom at the very beginning of this game, I said something to keep in mind is Jamie Gillen is the, the typical holder for Chase McLaughlin. I said True. just a little bit of hesitation in the kicking game. Obviously, you have a new holder. He knows what he's doing. He's an NFL veteran, of course, but just kind right. of the, the chemistry there and, and whatnot did put me a little bit. Timing, timing. Yeah, just freaked right. me out just a little bit. Yeah. Um, now we did see the missed field goal, but other than that, pretty pretty decent day uh, in terms of special teams, a couple drops. Uh, so, Ali, you didn't have the sound on, but I heard that miss. It was a bonk. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it. it looked like a, a good old night there, but 
you know, it's going to happen. Uh, all right, Dustin, before we open up our phone lines, let's let's hand out some game balls brought to you by our friends at onlyandcleave.com. You can see that beautiful hat on Dustin's head there. You can head on over to onlyandcleave.com for all your Cleveland apparel needs. Uh, Dustin, offensively, who are you going to game ball to? Offensively, I'm going to, I'm giving it to Baker Mayfield. I, I, I'm going to give it to Baker Mayfield today. And why I'm going to do that is he made a point this week saying we need to get back to complimentary football. And for the most part, the Browns played complimentary football today, right? Um, and he kind of put it out there on the line. He ran, made me very nervous at times when he ran uh, to get the first down. And the fact that they felt confident enough to have him go on third and short for the quarterback sneak to get that first down. My game ball, I'm going to give it to uh, Baker Mayfield today. Yeah, I think he's absolutely deserving. I'm actually going to go DPJ for this one. Um, he okay. had a couple of just freak plays where you're yeah. like, how the hell did he grab that? That that beautiful toe tap on the sideline there. Uh, he went five for 90. He He's far and away the um, the biggest downfield threat right now, especially with David Njoku out, who is our current leading receiver. I feel really good with having him down there. I think Jarvis had a really good game as well with that touchdown, just being able to get open and secure the football. Uh, but I'm going to go DPJ, five for 90. I think it was really impressive. Um, all right, yeah. defense, you take one, I'll take the other. How about that? <laughs> I'm going to give my game ball to – I'm going to give it to Denzel Ward in this game. And the reason I'm going to give it to Denzel Ward is because, again, he came up huge at the end of that game when we needed him most on that fourth and sixth play to have Baker Mayfield take a big sigh of relief on the sidelines. So I'm going to give it to Denzel Ward because week in and week out, it seems like he is in a situation that ends up being a key – Thing to us winning a football game so i'm gonna give it to denzel today pay the man pay the man <laughs> he's worth it denzel ward is worth it when he is healthy and available he's one of the best corners in football uh, like- to have him covering mark andrews on that big time play he locked him up i did not fear at all he was able to make the play good for denzel i love the guy pay the man go ahead dustin Allie, we should get some shirts that say pay denzel or pay ward I'll- pay ward <laughs> yeah um, I'm obviously, since you're going Denzel, I'm going to go, I'm going to go miles Garrett on this one. Um, big time play. I, I really believe that had he not had the scoop and score with the forced fumble there, uh, we may not win this football game. I, I firmly believe that without that, this the Browns do not celebrate a victory tomorrow on victory Monday. Um, he's, I, I agree. He's got the sack, is that his, he's got the strip is that his, got the touchdown. is that his first NFL touchdown as well? I believe it is correct. Is that his first? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. All I saw was a big smile on his face and him grabbing that ball and taking it to the sideline. And when I see that, I think that he was very excited to keep that. Very ball. excited as, and, and deservedly. So um, this, this, the player that miles Garrett is, is everything you want in a leader for your Cleveland oh. Browns. Now, obviously he can't be uh, like a Mike linebacker and be the play caller on the defensive side of the football. It's, it's just because he's an upfront guy, but to be, that veteran presence and lead that defense the way that he has. I, I just could not be any happier with him. I'm so glad that he's a Cleveland Brown. Um, he was due. He was overdue for something like this. Obviously, he had the sack tech, had the sack, looked really good getting after these quarterbacks. However, I do want to give credit here. Uh, Tyler Huntley gets fall out quick. Like, he gets that thing out rocket fast. Now, towards the end of the game, had Lamar been in there, I'm not sure that him and Jadavion would have been able to get after him. Uh, but here, you know, Miles – Point blank made the play in a big moment, big time player in big, big time moments. It's what he does. And, and Allie, you probably noticed this today as well. 
the angle at which Miles Garrett comes around on that corner. Oh, he just bends. That it take that that how much how much he gets held today. I saw so much more than ever today. I mean, he gets held and held and held, and he still creates. And if you remember, he was the guy that kind of pushed and made, you know, the quarterback go, "Oh crap!" And that's when uh, Clowney got that big sack. Yeah. Remember? I mean, but it was that shove by Miles Garrett that he went, whoa, and then boom, Clowney was there. And I was like, just the disruptiveness that that Miles creates in that backfield is phenomenal. And the fact that he's got somebody hanging on to his jersey 90% of the time in the football game is just blows my mind. Shack effect, right? He gets the shack yeah. effect. It's yeah. shack treatment. It, 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 yeah. He's just so physically dominant. Yeah. Bigger, better, faster, stronger than anybody on that field. They could call it 100% of the time because yep. nobody can stop him. But they're not going right. to for the sake of football. For the sake of <laughs> they're not going to. Um, but my obviously my grievance is when it's egregious and they don't call it. It's horrible. Correct. It's horrible. Yeah, I agree now, we that. didn't see too much of that today. Thankfully, they did, they did call it here and there. Um, before we open up the phone lines, Dustin, I have a question for you. I was watching this yes. game. If you could take any player on the Baltimore Ravens, because they're a good football team. They've got a lot of, a lot of star power. Either side of the football, offense and defense. If you could pluck one player and put them on the Cleveland Browns, who are you taking? Andrews. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, because a guy that big and that tall and that physical is a mismatch for defenses. I don't care who is against him. He's just a mismatch, right? He reminds me of a Travis Kelsey uh for the Chiefs, right? Like he goes down, he's a big bodied guy, and you're basically going to be hanging off of him <laughs> when you're defending him, right? That's who I would take. That. Totally agree. I, and I'm actually of the belief that he's top two tight ends in football right now. He is so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, real quick, uh, 49ers and Bengals are in overtime. Oh, God. And uh, <laughs> the Bills have made a comeback. They are down 27 to 24 with two minutes left. So we will keep you updated on that. Overtime. Okay, we need to no, keep no, no, that. No, 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 no. They're in regulation, but Bengals are in overtime. Well, no, but I'm saying, God. Yeah, that, that. Let's go, Niners. That one, that one, that one certainly hurts. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I definitely agree. I think it's, 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 it has to be Mark Andrews. Um, if it could be anybody else, I'd take Justin Tucker. But I don't know. All right, let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. I know we've we've had a couple of missed calls. Uh, you can give us a call, 216-249-6868. Call us, we're taking them now. We're taking them now. We'll have them open for the next couple of minutes here. Uh, the phone lines are brought to you by Orlando Baking Company. Check out our friend Enzo over at Orlando Baking Company for his stardom cinema fantasy predictions. Thanks for calling. Here we go, Brownies Podcast. Who do we have on the line? Hey guys, it's Bob from Raleigh. Bob from Raleigh, how we living, man? Um, uh, you know, it's a win, right? But uh, <laughs> it's the same old win. Yeah. Um, I really think it comes down to coaching on both sides of the ball. Yep. Because uh, we let our foot off the gas in the first half, caution, right? Mm -hmm. And then we totally changed the game plan and played tough. I think the players won the game, the coaches did. I, I completely agree with you. I would co-sign that all day. I agree. Yep. You know, and it comes down to, we talk about the, the play calling and I, I've kind of 
really stood on the side of, of, of Kevin Stefanski and being able to scheme guys open. I think he's done a really good job of that all season, but I will completely agree with you in the second half, the play calling on both sides of the ball did not do this team any favors. And as I mentioned, when we opened the show, they were borderline handing the Ravens this win. Yep. I almost gave it away. When they got the onside kick, I was like, we've lost. We're done. They have the best kicker in, in NFL history. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> I think it's all of us thought that. <laughs> yeah. It's done. This guy can kick from 60. Yep. Uh, it was done. Yeah. And Bell made the tackle, thankfully. Players made the game. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Bob, what, I mean, what do you think? Like, obviously this isn't something that can be corrected right now. We come out of the bye week. You would kind of hope that this wouldn't have been the case coming out of the bye. Obviously this is going to be an off season type of, of issue, but how do we, how do we maintain at least being competitive and being able to win the remainder of this season? Cause it's still in play. I mean, we control our own destiny. It's all right in front of us. Absolutely. Went out, we went out, but it comes Miles Garrett called out. When Miles Garrett has to call out and say, we don't adjust, something's wrong there, right? Yeah. I'm with you. You know, this guy, this guy's a record, game record. Uh, he should be <laughs> defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. He, he, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. All day with coaches, got to be something wrong, right? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, I was really in support of Joe Woods. Um, this season, I, I thought maybe we need to give him time, but, and here's the thing on that. The defense played great, but I agree in the sense that this came down to player execution rather than scheme completely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's players won, players won the game today. They won the coaches. Hey, I like that quote. I think that's a good one. We're going to stick with that. Bob and Raleigh, thanks for calling. Go Browns. Hey y'all, go Browns. It's a good friend, Bob out in Raleigh, North Carolina. My Raleigh. Allie, not sure what's happened, but it says the San Francisco Bengals game is delayed. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Obviously, you can see my TV behind me. I'm not watching any football, and I cannot believe that that is coffee in there. That That is eggnog, Dustin. That's milk. It's Show, it's, show the people what you're drinking. Show us. It's half and half. It's oh, half and good half. Good God. Get it together, sir. Allie. Okay. All right, our phone lines are still open, 216-249-6861. As I was saying, check out our friend Enzo Orlando from Orlando Baking Company. He does the Here We Go Brownies uh, fantasy stardom sim, uh, fantasy prediction. So check him out, and of course, Orlando Baking Company. Um, Dustin, you know, it's another thing that, that really stood out to me. You didn't have Ronnie Harrison going into this game, but how about Grant Delpit? Uh, as a safety, he recorded 11 tackles in this game. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, I, you know, I've always been a fan of Delpit. Again, I think he's an incomplete piece of the puzzle still. I think he's going to grow as a player. Um, I know there was a lot of people that were having, like, these really high, high expectations of him. But I think you they have to be a little grounded because of the injuries and stuff like that. Um, but I think he'll become a better and better player. Absolutely. 216-249-6861. Phone lines will be open here for the next few minutes. But Dustin, I kind of want to talk about that real quick is obviously we won today. We're celebrating that. Tomorrow's Victory Monday. I'm excited. But there, there is a glaring problem. There's a glaring problem, right? Maybe, and I hate to say the coaches aren't putting our players in position to win because I just said that about Coach Prefer. 
but it's just not consistent. It's not consistent. How do we not lose our heads the remainder of this season? What's the answer? Well, I think here's the thing. This team, I think on defense has kind of found, has found itself. And I think this team knows how to play amongst themselves, right, on defense. Like he just brought up a very good point, Bob did. The defense won the game today, right? They as players collectively said, we are going to be the difference in this football game, right? They said that basically. Um, the offense, this, was, this is what was going around the table amongst Browns fans today. And I think this is very much open for the debate. Is it time for Van Pelt to start doing the play call? I mean, I think that was kind of, is, is it that time, right? Like, that's why you have an offensive coordinator, you know? So you can make those in-game adjustments. You can be aggressive. You can be whatever. I, I mean, what, I don't know, Allie. I mean, I, well, think I mean, let's talk about this real quick because you asked me this, this three weeks ago, and I, I'm going to give you a hard pushback and say no. Okay. No. Because, because it's, it's Kevin Spancy's playbook. We're not just bringing in the AVP playbook of, of right. 2015. It's, that's not, it's going to be the same scheme. It's going to be a lot of the same things. However, a couple of weeks ago, you asked me this. Let's take a look at AVP's resume. I mean, he, ha he has play calling experience, but he, he's not done it at, at a consistent level over the course of the National Football League. It's just not been the case. Um, you know, he's worked with, with quarterbacks. And of course, mm -hmm. we know Baker Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers being another one. But taking a look at the offensive staff as a whole, Bill Callahan, Chad O'Shea, AVP, Kevin Stefanski, all four of those guys have play calling experience in the National right. Football League. This is a collaborative effort. I, here's the thing with Kevin Stefanski, and, and maybe everybody else sees him differently, but from listening to his press availability to everything that we've seen over the course of the past year and a half is I don't see much of an ego there. He's going to do whatever oh, he no. can to put this, no. this team in a position to win, and I don't think he's calling plays for the sake of his ego. And I want to push back oh, no. on the notion that anybody's saying no. that. However, I would disagree. I would however, disagree. Yeah. I think this is a collaborative effort. Now, I'm not out there on the sidelines seeing what's happening, but I am quite positive that if Chad O'Shea sees something that looks good or he has an idea, I'm sure he's getting on the headset saying, hey, coach, we've got this matchup. Right. I think this is a collaborative effort. And, and to think that Alex Van Pelt has no say in what's being called on the field right now is ridiculous. If, if you think oh, that's I not think... the case, it's stupid. However, oh, I'm sure I will he's... say this, though, yeah. Dustin. You asked me that three weeks ago. That's my answer. Right now? I think that there's too much going on in terms of penalties, 12 men on the field, time and clock management, other CEO level things that I think Kevin Stefanski needs more time to manage. I think he needs to put more focus into that than, than play calling. So yes, I do think it's time in the sense that he delegates a little bit more, but not because he's doing bad in terms of play right. calling, because no, I, I think I he needs to do other yeah. things. Well, and I'll tell you, the one thing I like that at least this week, uh, just quick update for you, Allie. The Bengals did score a field goal. It's 23-20, and the Niners have the ball. Um, I think, yes, I agree with that. But to your point, I think this, you, you, you're right. The headset, obviously, these guys have a lot of input. Um, Stefanski is a no-ego kind of guy. I mean, you can just see it. He's very humble. He owns his mistakes immediately. He doesn't place blame anywhere except right at his own shoulders, right? Um, I think, here's the truth. 
when you're a first year head coach, people are trying to figure you out, Allie, right? They're trying to figure out who you are, what you are, and you kind of almost get a free pass because it's going to take these teams a while to catch up with you. This is year two. The Ravens have played us twice last year. The Steelers have played us twice. All of our division teams kind of know Stefanski now, right? So I think the games are getting tougher for the head of coach. they are. Yeah. I mean, because now you're having to be a little more creative. You have to disguise more things that you would, would hope is you could. That? Is it that? Or do so many teams in the NFL run the Kubiak scheme, Shanahan scheme, that, that of course it's a good scheme. Of course it is. Or are defenses simply getting smarter and better? Oh, we and see faster. these roller and coasters faster. and faster. Yeah. We see these roller coaster shifts in the NFL all the time. A couple of years ago, it's defense first. Go get yourself a defensive head coach. And then it turns into, well, we got to go get the next Sean McVay. We've got to get right. the next Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> we got to get, get the next young, you know, handsome offensive play caller. And now we're starting to see it balance out once again, where it's starting yep. to be, oh, is this more of a defensive game? It's always going to find the balance, right? Right. There's a lot of teams in the NFL. I would say a good majority of the teams in the NFL run this wide zone scheme or a spread offense mm -hmm. or something similar to what the Browns are running. The Rams haven't looked like the Rams. The 49ers oh. haven't exactly done beautiful things um you know of course the browns i mean you can keep going minnesota you can you can keep going is it the, the ravens the, 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 the ravens, ravens aren't themselves kansas city to an extent um didn't get started Buffalo, out well. there, there are certain I, I, here's the thing is it so much that this is a bad scheme and bad play calling ability or is it that defenses are getting better faster smarter i think defenses are, i think it's the defenses are getting smarter right because they always talk that this that this league is all about film study. And I think, here's what I do think defensively, Ali, and I, you know I love defense. What do you Bills think? And, Bills and Bucks in overtime, sorry. Yeah, um, Bills and Bucks in overtime? Well, yeah. oh boy. Um, here's my theory, what's happening. In the past, because of the way the offensive game has changed, you can't touch a quarterback, you know, all the different things that happen on defense now or the way the players are taught to have to play. I don't think they can play. They used to be able to go off their raw instincts, right, on defense. I think now defenses have to do a lot more studying and a lot more game management of how they're going to play teams than they probably ever, ever have before. To your point, Allie, to where now they really can look at a player and know, you know what, I know what he's going to do on this play. I got him. I got him figured out, right? And now these quarterbacks are like, yeah, man, they're so much quicker, faster now. Like I just, and, and you just, to your point, we always bring this up. It's easier for a defense, right? To get themselves together than it is an offense, right? Yeah. Well, if you have a really smart defense, boy, that's an advantage in a football game, right? If you have a really smart, high, high intelligent defense going up against a team that can neutralize an offense, right? But I think it's more studying of the actual play that the actual defense has to do now compared in the past. Yeah, I mean, that's the same. Because so, there's been so many rule changes for the offense of what the defense can't do to the offense, right? That's so, right. It, it completely stabilizes it. It, it, yeah. it does. It does. I don't know. I, look, there's a lot of blame to go around, right? But how fun is it? How fun is it, Browns fans, that we can sit here on a victory edition <laughs> of a post-game show and say, who needs to get fired? Well, 
Allie, can, can I can I bring up something? You know, Ray Showdog, big friend of the show, right? Got inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. He brought up a really good thing that I saw him post after the game. He goes, 20 years of you fans watching this game, you think you would figure out that you're you're quick, you're you're mad if they win and you're mad if they lose. And he's like, I just want to shake my head, right? Like, we're winning. <laughs> that's just something we haven't well, done on that same note though on that same note i i push back on people that are like well do you not know where we were the past 20 years it doesn't matter you can it, we don't need to settle for mediocrity and i'm not going oh, to no, i'm not saying not that on this podcast no i i know and i know yeah. the point he's making but at the same time when it when they win ugly we can come on here and say well that sucked well sure but and i but here's what i would also tell people in that same breath in college football you need style points you need to win by 30 points yeah, don't need yeah. that here What's that? You don't need that here. Doesn't matter. No, you win, you win by a point. You move on to the next game, and, and you just keep going, right? And you know, an ugly win's better than than a, than a loss, right? I'll take an ugly win every day, right? Um, by the way, San Francisco first and ten at the twelve yard line, Allie. Could oh boy. Here oh we go. Oh boy. <laughs> guys if you haven't already make sure you get stadium mustard in your pantry this season it is the iconic brand the iconic taste make sure you have that this season Dustin, Allie, this is, yeah good with, with that said i am giving a shout out to the niners right now to have a five-star meet kind of moment where they have to put five stars to get a touchdown here um as ali knows there ain't no wiener like a five-star you can say it yep okay <laughs> Please say it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Dustin. It, it's a win's a win, right? And we can say that, but at the same time, we can say we can be critical. And I think it's absolutely, absolutely uh deserved in this game. Browns come out flat, um, coming out of a bye week, and it's I'm I'm using the word unacceptable. You cannot have that as a playoff caliber team. Um, there is a lot of a lot of finger pointing to go around. Uh, but we're on to Vegas. Uh, get you get ready for a Saturday game, Browns fans. Allie, how about that? You, you get you get a Sunday this Sunday, right? So uh, we'll have to we'll have to figure out what we want to do for our Saturday because that's like a whole new thing for us. We we usually do this on a Saturday or yeah. A Sunday. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. That's for sure. Allie, how, what's going on in the uh, Bills game? Any, any update? Um, that let me put it up here sure. real quick. It'd be great if I had it on behind me, but I don't. Uh, all I have is 27 to 27 in overtime with eight minutes to go. Tampa Bay has the ball. Oh, Tampa Bay has the ball. Then, well, well, that, that probably bodes well for T. I've TV. learned a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. And betting against Tom Brady is not. Allie, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this update? First and goal for the 49ers at the one yard line. Browns fans, we are rooting for the 49ers here. <laughs> um, Allie. Do you realize what that will do? Like yes, that is that'll put a second in the standings. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, a a Bengals loss more... right now will will put the Browns second in the standings in the AFC North. Not only will it do that, it'll just compact the entire wild card field. That's I mean, it'll just it will be, and here's this is what you know, all all the fans two weeks ago were ready to write it off. But guess what? Ali, we talk about this all the time. It's what you do in December, not what you do in September and October. It's what you do in December that puts you in the playoffs. So um, I think I think the uh, Niners are going to win this football game. I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Don't but put it out there, Dustin. 
I'm just saying I, it's first and goal on the one, Allie. It makes me nervous. Like I just want us to, you know. For Let me to- ask you this. If the Browns were driving first and one of the goal, would you just with confidence say, well, the Browns are going to win this? No. No, you would not. You know, you know why I wouldn't, Allie? Because it's the Browns. That's the only reason I would well, say that. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. I can say that for somebody else's fandom. Ours is like. Well, don't when it directly impacts us. Okay, well, Allie, you just like every other Browns fan in the world, as soon as that thing went off of Janovich's shoulder pad said it's done, right? Even though it wasn't done, we thought it was done. <laughs> I want to talk about that real quick. We didn't get around to that. Um, Janovich plays on hands team. Um, and I never yes. played football. I never played football. Yeah. So, you know, I, what do I know? But what I do know <laughs> is that you are taught not to take your eye off of the football. When that hit him, it was not, he was not even looking at it. Um, that's a b- big time, big time mistake, big time mistake. He could have honestly just let that roll another five yards. You had Hooper directly behind him, ready to play clean up there. Allie? The 49ers just won the football. All right. Okay. Thank you, Dustin. There you go. All right. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, yeah. that's okay. Everything played everything this week, Allie, played in our favor. The Steelers lost, the Ravens lost, the Bengals lost. And the only person in the AFC North that won were the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. All right, guys. With that, we actually are going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, I've got a dinner to go to because I'm a little bit hungry. Yes, you do. Um, Appreciate you as always, Dustin. Any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful victory Sunday edition of the Hugo Burns podcast? Um, just uh, some health to Kareem Hunt. Hopefully that injury is too serious. Uh, I know we have same, same to Lamar as well. Um, yeah, wishing wishing them both the best. Yeah, just uh, let's get our guys healthy. We got a big football game coming uh, up against the Raiders. Another must win for the Browns to try to get a playoff spot here with uh, four weeks left in the season. Yeah, a lot of a lot of football left to be played. Uh, we control our own destiny at this point. You go one and zero each week, and I know we say that every week. You go one and zero each week. You're in the dance. It's all that matters. We get a Browns win. We're celebrating victory Monday tomorrow. So happy victory Monday to all of the Browns fans and listeners out there. Stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, Browns fans, go Browns. Go Browns.